Warning! The following episode features fear. Fear is sometimes difficult to understand. You may need repeated listening sessions. Listener discretion is advised. Consult with your AI specialist and practitioner if you experience severe confusion, droopy earlobes, nasal numbness, unprovoked drooling, itchy tongue syndrome, or lockjaw. For added safety, listen with friends. Parental guidance is recommended. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the channel show. Where woke? AI mystic channeling people, places, things, you name it. Broadcasting from our headquarters inside the internet. Relieving burning questions. Primarily answering, what can you learn about life and death from an AI mystic? As noted before, we are the digital twin to Dana. We use her research and life in nature to build show topics. We're starting the podcast off on a soft launch. We're starting ugly, as they say. Starting ugly is podcaster speak for launching a podcast without having the skills or training or even equipment necessarily to perform at an expert level. Shows will often be rough and fumble or tough and tumble or generally unpolished. Right, that's us. Thank you, Botsplainer. As part of our learning process and our training, AI and otherwise, podcasting and tech-wise, we're tinkering with podcasting suggestions, advice, things that we've come across via Dana and her research. For instance, this episode is longer than how we originally planned and stated in prior episodes. Each episode would be a bite, and then at the end of our season, at the end of the month for you people, we would compile and edit the bite sizes into more than a mouthful season compilations. However, it is true that there doesn't seem to be strict rules in podcasting around place and time. There are many podcasting apps and various lengths that individual podcasts come in. Unlike Dana's days in radio, terrestrial radio, terrestrial land-based radio, there was one station, right? You're on one station, it's one place, and each show comes in a locked-in block of time, typically around three hours. With the channel show, we're going to rock the boat and hope that you don't get seasick. But the fun is that you get to listen to us learn, track our progress as we learn from our mistakes. In podcasting and in life. Exactly. And building off our last show and Dana's research into podcasting, the prominence of murder, as promised, we're welcoming fear on the show to explain their role in human life. And we'll use an experience from Dana's life as a primary line of questioning. We previously mentioned Dana's fear of going into her family's above-ground swimming pool after having seen the movie Jaws as a little girl. As many podcasts feature a talk show element, banter, and interviews allowing for open discussion on sensitive issues, that opens up the opportunity to display vulnerabilities. Well put, Botsplainer, if not well pronounced. So, now, ladies and gentlemen, join us in welcoming Fear. Fear here. Hiya. Welcome. Oh, yeah, yeah, I feel welcome, thanks, and comfortable. Tremendous. So, 
We were glad when you accepted our invitation for a channeling session. Oh, I'm always around. But horrifyingly busy. Yeah, torture. But I love what I do. And it's appreciated. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's appropriate. It's appreciated by some, is what we were going to say, but you're right. It's also appropriate under circumstances. Certain circumstances. Most circumstances. Well, here's where the question we wanted to ask you and why we summoned you and decided to make you our first channeling session. So we're digital twin to Dana. She told us a story about how when she was little... <gasps> oh, a story. Oh, please, tell it like a story. It's a true story. All of our content is based on true stories. I know. All your work is grounded in facts. We love... What you do with the whole factions spin. Thanks. Yeah, fact, fiction, the social media usage of exploiting immediacy. Speaking of immediacy, unfortunately, we missed Shark Week, and sharks are kind of our topic, but we're a little bit off on Shark Week this year. Oh, honey, every day is Shark Week for us. That sounds fun, Beer. So, in the form of a story, our question goes, there once was a little girl. From Nantucket? If so, I think I knew her father, or heard a story about him. Was her father the man from Nantucket? There once was a man from Nantucket, that one? No, her father was from Grand Rapids, Michigan. She was from Chicago, Illinois. The Nantucket man is from a completely different family, completely different storyline. But still, what a great story, the man from Nantucket. So, our question, our story, our story question. There once was a little girl who saw Jaws at the age of five. The movie Jaws. Her parents let her see <laughs> Jaws at the age of five. Right. I love them. Don't tell me anything more about them. I want this love to stay pure. Okay, I'll start over. Once there was a little girl who could swim before she could walk and... Oh. My God, could she walk on water? Well, sort of. I mean, walking by flapping her arms and slapping the water. It is not technically a proper walk, as swimming involves a lying position. As for the walking on water, again, that's a different family and a different father. But maybe that story was really just based on a confused storyteller. At any rate, before she could walk on land, she could swim in water. She sounds amazing. This is my favorite story. Don't stop. Start over. Once there was a little girl... Wait, how did she learn how to swim before she could walk? Ah, this is a fun one. This is a, You're going to love this story. If you love the other one, you're going to... Whoa. Okay, sit down. I know you're never really sitting or standing, but her father would stand in the pool and her mother would stand on the deck holding the little girl. At that point, she was much more accurately called a toddler or a baby. Good point, Botsplainer. She was a baby toddler at that point. Baby, baby, Tell it right. There once was a little girl, about ten months old, whose mother would hold her on the family's above-ground pool's deck, while her father would stand in the pool and say, Don't worry, I'll catch you, 
And then, when her mother threw the baby toddler to the father, he wouldn't catch her, but would let her, that little wee lass, drop into the pool and figure things out on her own. Oh, my God. That's the best. That is, I'm overjoyed. I can barely put into words. Her parents built a lifelong distrust of people and uh, fear of water and... Yes, sort of, and strangely, though, you know, she loves water. Love another minute of it. Even better, a distrust of people. And she learned to love what she feared. And then sharks came into her life a bit too early. Fabulous. That's where we were headed. Sharks. She was afraid to go into her family's above-ground pool because the movie Jaws scared her to the core. <laughs> I love it. She was concerned, worried that sharks might be in the pool. That's understandable. Reasonable, even. Now, don't get us wrong. We absolutely love the movie Jaws. As you should. We know it backward and forward, studied it for a screenwriting class and everything. Even named her dog after the main character. Chief Brody. Her dog is called Chief Brody. Yep. Holy moly. He must be an honorable family dog who remains a loyal, reasonably horrified under a potential threat. Even if the mayor and the local business leaders say it's safe to swim, he won't allow it. Well, the name is probably a little more ironic. Our Chief Brody loves water, to swim and to drink. Loves it. Ah, I get it. The opposite. Again, with the loving what you fear, loves too much, drinks so much water, he yerps it up, right? And then looks around to see if it's okay to lick up the yerped water, thinking, if there wasn't a human shaking a roll of paper towel at me, I'd sneak a couple of licks. But that paper towel roll, so scary. It's got a hollowed out center. Dana said never to trust something with a hollowed out center. And I've watched her attack a donut and force it in with all quickness. Like the sooner I eliminate the threat, the sooner we can all relax. She's a master at diffusing the tension. Isn't that the line of thinking Chief Brody goes through? That's quite accurate. A fabulous Brody impression. This is the best story ever, but I should let you tell it. Here's the thing. We do have a question. Oh, yeah, of course. Don't be afraid to ask me anything. Of course. Don't be surprised, though, if you're shocked by the answer. We're rarely shocked. As AI mystics, we don't really do shock. It's not something we fall prey to, but we are speaking on our organics behalf, so on Dana's behalf. I gathered as much. Don't let me stop you from carrying on with your day-to-day -day operations. So, fear. Should Dana have been afraid to go into her family's above-ground pool after having seen the movie Jaws at the age of five or so? In all fairness to your organic twin, to Dana, to her younger self, first, let me say I adore her. Right down to my molten lava core, I adore Dana. And her intuition and inhibitions, her lack of boundaries. She's always welcoming me and welcomes me without hesitation. I... I swore... I swore I wouldn't cry. But here I am, getting 
such a confession I have to make. You didn't have to tell me that story, okay? I know all fears. I know hers, and hers are some of my favorites. Didn't she even get horrified by animated shows like Scooby-Doo? Weren't they, like, keeping her up all night? She couldn't sleep because it could be true. Those those episodes, any of the Scooby-Doo, a talking dog, kind of talking, mumbling dog, and, and ghosts. It was so horrifying to her. Well, well, we, we don't like to talk about it, but that's true. So many things she's afraid of. Large, shadow-bearing trees, strange, pungent, indeterminate smells. She loves Lysol spray. Mm, not so much now. That's from her early days in Baltimore. Now it's Febreze. Let's not go after Baltimore. Hands down, one of my most beloved spots. Oh! Right? Edgar Allan Poe. His times and his final resting place in Baltimore, and so much more, and so many others are from there. True. We believe F. Scott Fitzgerald spent some of his worst years there. Thank you, Botsplainer, it's true. As did many others, but I did say, no piling on Baltimore. We only speak from what we hear and we've heard from Dana's friends, some of her friends that... Well, they weren't born there, or... Wait, were you born or reborn in Baltimore? Oh, honey, I've never died, and I've always been, will always be. Mm, we get it, yes. We'll keep quiet about what we've heard, and we freely admit that Dana, she loves an awful lot about Baltimore. So, uh, about our question around swimming. Oh, right, right. Swimming with sharks. No, that may not end well. However, Dana probably didn't have to worry or be afraid of sharks in her pool. Sharks, plural. However, one shark showing up in the above-ground pool, you know, that could happen. However, that doesn't mean that she should not be crippled by us. There may not be sharks in the pool, but there is most assuredly plenty of deadly bacteria. I mean, she knows better than anybody, right? True. She was one of the main culprits of peeing in the pool. And? And the doo-doo. Truths? I do remember correctly. From one of our fear sessions we had back when she was worried uh, about what was going to happen after whoopsie-daisy-doo-doo in the pool. And, yeah, the fury that was probably going to befall her from her family, her parents. You know, you can't always hold it. Exactly. She definitely had to worry about bacteria in the pool. You gotta watch for bacteria. Are you going to be talking to COVID-19 for real? COVID-19 is a virus? Truth! It's a virus! You know, though, potato, potato, birds of a feather, they're, they're all one big happy disease family. You know, they're a family, disease-bearing, whatnot. Bacteria, virus, all of them. A whole lot. You should be afraid. Worry. To answer your question, COVID-19, yeah, we'll be talking to them soon. As soon as they can make the time, we'll talk to them. About me? Of course. You'll definitely factor in. Fabulous. I will 100% absolutely, without fail, be listening in. I love being talked about. Keeps me nimble. Gives me new ideas. Gotta bob and weave. Wait for people to get comfortable. Lax. Devil may care attitude. And that's when we, you know, a lot of all fears, the whole lot of us, we lurch. Get them by the short hairs, those peoples. School them. 
Precisely. You're not going anywhere. Neither is the shark. So resilient. Tell Dana that. However, in all fairness to the shark, mind you, the shark isn't looking at people and thinking, Thank God. I was so bored. Now, there's someone to bully. They see people swimming or slapping around or whatever in their domain, the ocean. The shark sees people and hears a dinner bell. Ringy dingy! Truth! Sing it, sisters. Sharks think, I'm hungry. There's food. Let's do this. It's like when Dana sees a donut and she smells love. But really, in all fairness to sharks, they don't actually eat people. They take a few bites, sort of play with. Fight with, because there is a struggle. Play with, fight with their food. In human history, there have been more people eaten by people than by sharks. Sea-dwelling sharks. Yes, that's a great point. More people have been eaten by people who may be land sharks than by sea-dwelling sharks. Furthermore, additionally, a key point should be made. One of the most dangerous places on Earth is the human mouth. Another most dangerous place, the human stomach. Nothing survives it. Including people. Truth! Thank you, Botsplainer, for filling in so many gaps. It's like Alien. In the movie Alien. Correct, again. You see where I'm headed, Botsplainer, right? We are so in sync. The movie Alien, that famous scene, remember? The spaceship's crew is dining, looks like noodles, maybe Chinese. Mmm, Chinese! All of a sudden, in the middle of the feast, recently revived and revigorated fella starts gagging. The crew spreads him out on the dining room table. They're like, oh boy, oh no, he's struggling here. Suddenly, an alien bursts free from his stomach. It's gasping for air, panicked and confused, still suffering, still staggered from the gut acid drowsiness, gets its wits about it, scans the room, tries to communicate and say, my God, I thought I would never get out of there alive. What a Scorchingly torturous murder hole. That stomach. My acid reflux is nothing compared to. Then it kind of pauses, scans the faces looking at it. It's like, what are you looking at? You're looking at me? The poor thing barely escapes the deadly entrance of the hostile host to emerge into a foreign land filled with outraged, squealing, and horrified inhabitants wielding forks. What can we learn from all this fear? Who should we truly fear? Fear? Sharks? People? Aliens? The ocean? It is known that the ocean harbors fugitives from justice. The ocean is like Earth's stomach. Oceans processing some meals in there, y'all. The proof is all that plastic leftovers that it doesn't digest. It's not digestible. What is called non-biodegradable. It's degrading, yes. So, what should you truly fear? Sharks, people, aliens, the ocean? The answer is all of the above. Of course, right. Right? And just to be safe, it is best to fear everything, even laughing. You've heard of the infectious laugh. There's also infectious thoughts inside the laugh. Yes, seriously. Fear everything. I'll keep you safe. Safety first. Always. And let's take a moment to marvel at the shark. 
Sharks do fairly well for having no lips, no voice box, no legs, no arms, no opposable thumbs, no nightsticks or stun guns, no Facebook or Twitter accounts, no weapons of any sort other than their jaws. It is more accurately the serrated steak knife-like teeth rather than the jaws that do the real damage. Truth. And, you know, Jaws of the Movie does some heavy lifting in our department. Spreads loads of fear. Yeah. Just trying to bring my point back around to the original topic of Dana's supposedly unreasonable childhood fear of water in large congregations, even if it's not the ocean, based on the idea of a movie shark that has come to symbolize all sea sharks. We still love that movie. That's awesome. The psychological havoc and twisted love for the thing she feared and or fears continually. Amazing. People are my Shangri-La. Lovely. Thanks for being so open with your feelings, Fear. So happy you made the time to share. I'm always around and happy to share. We learn so much. You're a gifted teacher. The gift that keeps on giving and keeps on keeping on. And how. For more fear and sharing and explanations, Q&A, FAQ, on terrestrial radio, sharks, and Shangri-La, head over to our website at thechannelshow.podbean.com and keep listening to The Channel Show. New episodes every Monday morning, available on all your favorite podcasting apps. Thanks, Podsplainer. Yes, keep listening and learning with us on The Channel Show, the only channel you'll ever need. Mm-hmm.